Welcome to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast, where we inspire you to embrace a new way of being by helping you reconnect to the joy within you and the world around you. I hope today's episode helps you remember the light you are. Let's get connected. Okay. Well, welcome. I'm excited to have you here today, Kelly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I am too. Um, So Kelly is a professional baker. Um, I've been following Kelly on Instagram for years now. (laughs) Her creations are so beautiful and I haven't had the pleasure of tasting any of her baked treats yet, but it's going to happen. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit more about what you do? Maybe some details? Yeah. So, hey, I'm Kelly and I own KB Sweet Treats. Um, A little bit about what I do. I am, like she said, a professional baker. I specialize in custom cookies, cake pops, cakes, all that fun baked stuff. So which one is your favorite to bake? Oh, gosh. Everyone always asks me this question and I never have a good answer. My favorite to actually work on is probably decorated cookies. I can do so many different things with them, so many different themes, parties, all that fun stuff. Okay, yeah, I love them. I love that you like started the minis too. Yes, I love doing the minis. They're so tiny and cute. (laughs) They are so cute. Well, when I started following you, you start, you were in Texas. So, but you're not in Texas anymore. Where did you move to? So I actually moved out to Colorado about a year ago now. It was my Colorado anniversary like a couple days ago. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so that it seems like things are going well for you there already. Definitely. Yeah. Very excited to be here. Colorado has been super welcoming and it's just been an amazing opportunity so far. Did you have any clients or connections before you moved out to that area? (laughs) I didn't know a single person out here, honestly. Like I really just took the plunge and was like, yep, I'm moving out here. (laughs) I love that. My Sagittarius self, I'm very like, I have a new idea to completely, you know, upend my life. So I love it when people do it. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much went like that. Like I was just, I've lived in Texas for most of my life and really just needed a change, honestly. A change of people, a change of environment is much needed. I think it's really impressive that you have been able to be out there and in under a year, like, convert your success to a new area so I just want to commend you for that and like congrats you definitely deserve it they're beautiful I'm sure they're very delicious as well but I just think that's awesome well thank you so much I appreciate it it has definitely been a wild journey (laughs) okay well I would love to hear more about the beginning of your journey um how long ago did you start baking maybe not professionally but when did you realize like baking was something that you love to do 
Oh, this always cracks me up. Um, I started baking almost 11 years ago now when I was 10 years old. And neither of my parents cook or bake. And I had a huge sweet tooth as a kid. Still do. Um, but I decided I was going to make stuff for myself. If my parents weren't going to bake it and they weren't going to buy it, I was like, fine, I will do it myself. I was a very stubborn kid. So I started baking with like box cake mixes and the canned frosting and all that stuff. And it was just like a lot of trial and error, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And friends and family started reaching out to me to do like events and parties. My first ever order was for my church youth group Super Bowl party. They ordered like a hundred something treats and I charged them 20 bucks. <laughs> so, so that was my that was my first order and I was very proud of it at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that for you. Yeah, I tell everybody I'm like my first job I was a babysitter and I worked for two dollars an hour. <laughs> oh gosh. Kids. <laughs> Beginnings, right? <laughs> Yeah, I remember being scared and I asked for a raise. I was like, can I just at least have $1 per kid? <laughs> there you go. Oh, but that's so funny. So how old were you when you got that first order? I had just turned 11. So that was like a year into me tinkering around. <laughs> wow. So this is like, stuff started happening like very early. Oh, yeah. I've Yeah. So my family are the very like independent, go your own way type of people. And so ever since I was a kid, if you wanted anything like toys or something like that, you had to earn it yourself. So the second I clicked that I was somewhat decent <laughs> at baking, I was like, I could actually turn this into something. So that's how it kind of led one thing into another that was my first order and then that was in February because Super Bowl and the rest of the year I actually set up a little brownie stand at my neighborhood pool <laughs> and I sold brownies there that was the next like two years of my business was just selling at the local park or the local pool this is like I'm like I love this I'm obsessed with this story already that's so cool <laughs> That's so, I love a young entrepreneur. I can just, I can just imagine somebody, you know, sitting there selling brownies at the pool. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'm so like, every time we drive by like a lemonade stand or something, like we pull over, we always go, we're like, (laughs) we always do that. Yeah, I love that. So we, uh, you sold brownies at the pool at what point did you think like okay I'm ready to like start taking orders like get a little more serious I'll be totally honest with you I have no idea how it went from pool sales to oh yeah I'm just doing this now um a lot of the people that would buy from my little stand would start asking me can you do this can you do that And when I first started my business, I stretched myself really thin in the sense that I tried to make everything. So if somebody asked me for like a super complicated 3D cake, like I would try it or I'm trying to think of something that I don't make anymore. Like if they asked me to do cream puffs or something like that, like I would do it. So that's kind of how it started. They're like, oh, it's local. She's in my neighborhood. Like I'll give her a try. That's kind of how that ended up. (laughs) 
That's awesome. So not only were you like out there hustling, making money at like 12 years old, you're networking. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy too, because I'm very introverted. I'm not an extrovert. But if it's in my element, and it's something that I know how to talk to someone about, I was very extroverted, very happy to talk to you, that type of thing. I got my little business cards done. I started handing those out. I passed flyers door to door. (laughs) That's amazing. This is literally amazing. So, okay. I remember talking to you when you were still in high school. I don't remember if you were like 16 or 18 at the time. When... When did it really become like a full-fledged business, like something you're you're doing and making like some serious money from? So my business started really taking off when I was 14 because I started learning social media and like how websites work, all that fun stuff. Um, if you've ever heard of Nextdoor, it's like a neighborhood app. I started posting my business there. And it really took off. So just word of mouth spread. People started talking about it. My skill set was a lot better by this point. Um, So then just figure a couple more years of me practicing, still taking on orders. And pretty much every order is a test run for me. Um, I'd say around 16, 17 is when it started getting really serious to the point where I was working a part-time job and I was still in high school and I still had the business but the business was taking up more of my time than my part-time job was. Like I was able to cut my hours back at my job. So I'd say around 16, 17, um, I worked both jobs full-time. My part-time retail job, I bumped up to full-time hours. And then I took my business full-time at the same time. That was when I was 18. I had moved into my own place. I was very determined to make the business my one full-time gig. Um, And my other job was supporting that. So I did that for about six months and then I quit my other job and I tried to go full time. That did not last very long. I will be honest, baking especially is one of those jobs that has seasons of just like you're really, really busy for a couple months and then absolutely dead for another couple months. With my job, it's usually the summers are very slow. So I was doing pretty good until we got to the summer, things slowed down. Um, and then I got another job again, another little part-time job. And that's kind of where I was sitting of, did I want to stay in Texas? Because I feel like my business wasn't getting to that point where I could just do it as a full-time thing and stay consistent. Like it just wasn't showing up for me. I had been in Texas over 10 years, had my business there for about eight it just wasn't, it just wasn't correlating. So I took my first trip out to Colorado to see if that could be an option. <laughs> okay. And just so everyone's aware, Kelly's building this business in Austin, Texas, right? So yes. big city competing with some like high-end bakers still out here, 12 years old, selling brownies. It's just amazing. Um, what area... Um, are you in in Colorado? I'm in Colorado Springs. I'm about 15 minutes outside downtown, so still pretty close to like a fairly big city. It's a lot slower paced than Austin is, though, for sure. Okay. Is Colorado Springs the one that's near Denver? 
Yeah, we're like an hour from Denver. Denver is the closest, like, real big city that we're next to. That's cool. Um, I think we were we were looking at visiting Colorado, and I think we were looking at Colorado Springs because we like smaller, smaller cities than than the big cities. But I did go to Austin, and Austin was a lot of fun. <laughs> Austin is a lot of fun for me. It's like a great touristy spot. When you live there for a long time, like it just changes that there's only so many things you can go to so many times, right? Um, summer in Austin, though, is always great. There's so much live music. There's some really cool coffee shops. If you ever go to Austin again, there's Mozart, which is on Lake Austin. Best coffee shop down there. It's good to know. I love getting the inside scoop. <laughs> okay, so you've been doing this for a while now. Do you feel like you still have as much joy doing it as you did when you started when you were 10 years old? Uh, I feel like this is a trick question because it's definitely a give and take and you have to balance it like you would a regular job that you're not as passionate about. I've always been super passionate about my business. I've spent my whole life building it. You know, my heart is truly in it. Definitely still hit burnout, though, just like any other job. If you start overworking yourself, the passion's going to die for a little bit. And you have to remember to take a step back and remember why you're actually doing it, where your passion lies in that. So I went through about a year period when I was pretty burnt out, pretty just exhausted, felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, wasn't sure. Like, I think every business owner has a period of time where they do want to quit where they kind of lose their purpose in it and they're wondering, why am I here? But I did a lot of soul searching during that time and I found my passion for it again. I found my light and it's been going strong ever since. So definitely, I'm pretty close, I think, to as passionate as I was at 10. That's awesome. During that soul searching period, what was it that you felt like, like, no, this is what I love. Like, what is it about it? that makes you so passionate? So I got stuck in a rut. And when I pulled myself out of the rut and had some time to reflect on it, I'm an artist at heart. That's what I had to make the connection with is that I'm an artist. I meant to create a lot of what was getting me stuck is for one, the baking part. I am a baker. Yes, but it's not as creative. You know, those are things you do by routine and I much prefer to be focusing on design. And baking was taking up a lot of my time at the time. And um, the other part of that is just, I didn't want to work for someone else. I've always wanted to go my own way. I've wanted to make something of myself that nobody else can say, oh, I made her. I put her where she's at in life. Like I wanted to do that for myself. And I remembered that kind of kicked me back into gear and things started moving up at that point. So what are you doing now to kind of balance your work-life balance? (laughs) It is still very difficult to balance. I think that is one of the hardest parts of being a business owner, but it's a good challenge to have because when you are so busy, that's great. Your business is doing amazing, but you always have to remember to check in on yourself personally and make sure you're also still doing amazing. Um, I used to work seven days a week no set hours, just all day, all night. Uh, I try to take two days off now. (laughs) It's usually I take one off. 
I take Sundays off. That is the one day I'm pretty firm about. It's like a reset day and I can go into the week just fresh, restart, ready to go. Um, and also just finding time to do other things that I enjoy outside work. So hobbies, like I really like to paint, which is another like artistic outlet for me. Or I'm in Colorado, hiking and nature and that type of stuff is very much a thing here. And it's nice because there's a culture of that. So all the people are supporting you like, yes, go on this hike with us. Like, oh, check out this really cool spot. And it helps me get out of my little work bubble. Makes it a little bit easier to manage. Yes, I think having something that you do just for fun is so, so important. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. My job is a blast. I love my job, but got to make sure you're still cultivating those interests outside of your job. Yeah. How has your transition just living in a whole new city where you don't know anybody (laughs) been? I'll be honest. When I first moved out here, I moved in with a roommate because I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't want to get a place by myself wanted to focus on my business that spiraled for me like roommates are a very complicated situation so the first couple months I was out here I was really doubting my ability like should I go back home was this the right call did I made make a mistake there's a lot of doubt around that and when I moved out here I went head first like just into restarting my business here with no clientele here I didn't know anybody just went head first into restarting it and that only worked for a couple months you know because it's going to hit that slow season at some point so I hit that slow season in January and got a second job and that actually really helped me feel at home here that job was awesome I was um, a shift lead actually at another bakery they did cookies as well it was a really cool experience I got a lot of good advice I had a couple mentors there my bosses were amazing And it really just helped me adjust here and helped me realize I did make the right decision. I think it's really cool, too, that you do have these periods or did. I don't know if you plan to again um, of having this job outside of your business that you also like to work like it doesn't make your business any less legitimate and it doesn't mean you enjoy it any less. But like I, I work at a bridal store right now as well. And it brings me so much joy. So I keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so I love that you were able to find joy in like another another position there as well. Yeah. I think especially for what I want to do, which is, you know, be the CEO of my company, which means hiring a team and being able to manage a team below me to make sure that my business is still running efficiently. I wanted to have those jobs because it makes me more well-rounded as a business owner and just as a person because you build so many relationships from each job to job and I think learning those connections and how to connect with people is very important yeah speaking so much truth (laughs) (laughs) um have you hired anybody for your business yet We are actually in the process right now. Um, I just onboarded an assistant, a baking assistant, and we are still working out like scheduling and training materials and all that fun stuff. But this is the first like huge step I've taken since moving into a commercial space. So it's a pretty big deal. I'm very excited. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. 
Well, I hope that goes well for you. That's exciting. Um, I wanted to ask too, how does it feel to have um, that retail space now? It's honestly really cool. I didn't know what to expect when I first moved into this um, commercial kitchen. Didn't know the lease was coming up in a couple months. So we had a change of ownership. She wanted to do so many new and exciting things to the building that it was scary. None of us knew, like, is this going to work? Prices are going up. Like, are we going to be okay? And it just opened up the storefront part of it about a month ago, and it has done really well. We are all extremely happy about it and happy that there is a little local spot in the community that people can come support now. That's awesome. I love that. Um, are you shipping your baked goods? Yes. So I can't ship everything, of course, but decorated cookies and drop cookies. So like chocolate chips, snickerdoodle, that type of stuff. I do ship nationwide. So all through the U.S. That's awesome. Um, and then where can people find those cookies? So you can go to my website and I do all orders online. That website is kbsweettreats.com. But the retail storefront, if you want to come and say hi and meet me in person, we are located at the Hive Kitchen Market, which is off of Delmonico and Rock Rimmon. Perfect. I love that. Um, do you think that, or do you ever foresee that you would stop baking and pursue something else at this point honestly no unless I'm like you know 30 years down the line kind of want to retire then I would probably pursue something else is not necessarily another business but like a hobby that I can make money off of like a little side hustle type of thing I love photography I've been very passionate about that for a long time. I had to learn how to take photos of my products. So you'll learn a thing or two along the way. If I was to ever give up baking, I would probably go into photography. That's interesting. Your pictures always do look really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know there's a lot of people who want to pursue like a hobby or their joy as their business. And you have kind of built a business twice now remarkably in a new place within a year do you have any tips to give anybody who's who's starting new with a a product-based business Uh, first piece of advice is don't give up because it is absolutely a roller coaster it is not going to be all just a win after win after win You are going to fail at some point, and that is normal because those are just life lessons. You haven't failed. You're just learning something, learning what not to do. Um, So don't give up. And when you do hit that wall, when you feel like you've just messed up too much, remember your why. Like Find your purpose when you're first starting of why you want to do this, why this is important to you. Uh, As long as you have your values in your business, you will succeed. I think that has always been my belief because the more time and effort and just love, sweat and tears that you pour into something, you will absolutely see the results of that over time. I love that. I think that's such a good, I also am like, if you have a purpose, like there's no way to fail. Like, I love that. Um, How, can you tell us a story about 
like when something did go wrong and and what you did and what you've learned from it now? I've had quite a few. <laughs> um, like I said, pretty normal. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to think of a really good one here. So when I was first starting, like I said, still very much a newbie, still very young, new to the game type of thing. I had gotten a request for a two-tiered cake, which was also very daunting for me because that was a big cake at the time. And so I made it for the lady. We went to go deliver it. She was like a couple streets over, you know, still local. So we're walking over there at the cake. She hated it. It wasn't the right colors. Like she didn't match the picture she had sent perfectly and she wanted an exact replica. And she was just absolutely unhappy, wanted a refund immediately. And there was nothing I could do to make her happier. <laughs> that was a terrible feeling for me just as a new business owner. The first time, like just getting a rejection from somebody is hard but you have to kind of separate yourself. And this is what I did at the time. You have to separate yourself, but they're not attacking you as a person. You are separate from the product you're delivering. Like, yes, you are invested in this product and you made this product, but their issue ultimately isn't with you. And it's just usually with a skill that isn't fully sharpened for you yet. So I kind of had to remove it myself personally and realize that she's not yelling at me like I'm a terrible person this just isn't the service that I said I would provide her I didn't deliver all the way um that issue was resolved she got a refund she got a new cake she was very happy with it problem solved and I've had a few of those over time you know different scenarios but ultimately it's the same it's the same thing every time of it's my business it's not me that they have a complaint or concern about. What would you say is like one of the biggest, like the biggest or one of the biggest messages or lessons that you have learned like emotionally, spiritually, since you have dedicated yourself to following this joy of being an artist and being your own boss? Oh gosh. I'm very proud of myself for taking the route that I did. And I think that's something that's been an important lesson for me because growing up as a kid didn't have the highest self-esteem. You know, you're going through school and there's all these societal pressures put on you to look a certain way or to do a certain thing, pursue a different like career path, you know, whatever it may be. Um, just that I can be proud of myself, that I can allow myself to be proud of myself and how far I've come and the decisions I've made. That's been the most important lesson to me, I think, emotionally, because it truly does affect me emotionally, every business decision that I do. Has there ever been something you're really excited about that you feel like, oh, maybe I want to do this as my business instead, but then had to kind of regroup yourself? Or have you always been very, like dedicated to your baking business. Can you be more specific, like taking the baking business in a different direction, like different products? Are you talking about changing the business entirely? I mean, we're like changing the business entirely. Like, oh, maybe I don't want to bake. Maybe I want to be a painter and sell paintings instead. That kind of thing. I mean... 
the thought crosses my mind every now and then. Like I said, I think everyone goes through that period of like, hey, am I doing the right thing? I've been doing this for a while. Should I try something else? And for me, honestly, it's at the point where no, um, it did happen a couple of times. I was like, should I try something else? But my heart has always been in it. And even though the money side is not the main focus, like it has always made enough for me to be like, yes, this is worth it. Enough people are interested in this. I'm still interested in this. Let's keep moving. I also didn't want to start from the ground up in a different field because nobody likes to start off at something and like suck at first, you know, and I had already put my pride into something that I knew I was at least decent at. So I said, no, we're going to stick with this. But that's definitely my stubbornness. I do feel that when you're young or even when you're older, that just try as many different avenues as you can. If you don't like one job, go on to the next. Like you don't owe anybody your time. You don't owe anybody your whole life, your availability. Find what you're passionate about. I love that. I, yes, I always tell everyone, I'm the first person. They're like, oh, my boss up. So I'm like, quit. <laughs> quit your job. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I want to give you a chance to share a message with people about, you know, following their joy, finding their passion. Um, I don't know if there's like a mission or message you want to share through your business, but yeah, just a message you want to give to people who are trying to find their joy. I think... I think the best way to say that is just straight out of the gate, as you grow up, life is going to throw 10,000 distractions at you that take up your time, that take up your energy. And you constantly have to remind yourself to put yourself first, to set time aside to actually find that joy. Don't get caught up in your day-to-day. Don't get caught up in the monotony of I'm going to work and then I'm going home or I'm going to school and then work and then home or just like you're going to lose yourself down the line and you don't want that to happen you don't want to look back in six years and be like well what did I do with my life I just was stuck in my routine and I didn't find who I was as a person um just I would say take that time for yourself prioritize taking time for yourself because you will find your joy through that soul searching through trying new things through just like your alone time and being at peace with yourself like that's where you'll find your joy we're also huge travel junkies here. And by we, I mean me. Um, <laughs> so I love to ask about, um, especially because you moved to Colorado. Like, do you feel any differently? What kind of changes have you noticed because you moved? Um, definitely happier. Definitely happier here. Um just the environment is so much better. You're going to meet different people wherever you move to, you know, no place is exactly the same as another. And I think that that's really cool in and of itself is I'm still in a place that feels relatively new and new is exciting and you know, all these things. But I've actually lived in, I want to say eight states now. So I've had my good like travel bug of exploring this place, exploring that place. Um, I'm just happier here, honestly, because the people have been amazing. People are so supportive here. Community is a huge deal here. But also, like on a minor note, Texas is hot. Texas <laughs> is very hot and humid. And here it is not. It is currently 50 degrees right now. And the sun's setting. And it's super pretty. <laughs> I love that here. 
All right. Well, I just want to thank you again, Kelly, for joining us today. I'm so happy to have gotten to talk to you. I, I could not have expected how this conversation went, but I love your story. It's literally amazing. Um, I can't wait to come out and eat some of your treats. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And yes, please do come out, give you the whole tour. It's a really cool city. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, um, why don't you tell everyone where they can order from you and just like stay connected to you again? Yeah, so my website, that's where I do all my orders, is kbsweettreats.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, same thing, kbsweettreats. And yeah. so much for listening to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast today. I really hope it inspired you to embrace a more fun-focused way of being. Uh, if you know me, you know that I love just having fun 24-7, and it's something that I really want to share with other people. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and share this with all of your friends so that they can start reconnecting to their joy too. I'll see you next week.